Hello everybody, Chet Czar here once again with another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. Today we have Tim Gore, my old pal from the effects industry, painter extraordinaire. He's a painter and makeup effects. He's worked on every movie you could probably think of. He's been in the business longer than I have. He is a uh, a great dude, a really talented painter, really great airbrush artist, and he has lots of wild stories he shared with me this afternoon. Uh, so it's it's a definitely a fun interview. Um, I really enjoyed it. He's a he's a crack up. Tim is hilarious. So uh, y'all like this show? <laughs> he did not hold back. I had to bleep. I had to bleep a, a name. But, um, yeah, so Tim Gore tells all coming up shortly. Um, I'm going to keep this short because I am running late. It's already 7 o'clock, and I have not posted the early edition today. So let's get on with it. Um, what's going on with me? Nothing new. I'm trying to think. Nothing new. Not really. Um, no. Just doing tool posters. Same old thing. Tool posters. Uh, getting orders out and trying to get all my tool posters done so I can get back on the dystopia book. That's about it. Um, I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to start back up on dystopia this week. I've made the decision I have to. No matter what. Um, yeah, so everything's good here. I'm doing fine. Lisa's fine. Baby girl's fine. Everyone's doing fine. So, okay, let's get on with, um, new subscribers. Where are you? Uh, let's see, uh, somewhere around here. Did I just close this tab? Okay. God. Sorry, I'm a little bit uh, scattered. More than usual. Okay, let's see here. We have, I think there was three new subscribers, and I want to say their names. If you want to subscribe, you can go to patreon.com slash darkartsociety. This is our Patreon page. This is how we keep the podcast free and don't have to use advertisers. And okay. Okay, we've got Daniel Kazra. He upped his pledge. Thank you, Daniel. That's cool of you. Uh, new subscriber, Jackie Gallagher. Thank you. Thank you. And newest subscriber, Roman Doppelfeld. Doppelfeld. Thank you, Roman. Hope you uh, enjoy the benefits, such as the early podcast, the uh, Dark Art Society Co Cooperative secret Facebook page, the website, and now the Dark Art Society Friday Night Art Jams where you get to hang out with your favorite artists and friends and make art and chit-chat. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. This is probably going to be the shortest intro I've ever done. Um, maybe you'll like that. I just don't have a ton of stuff to talk about. This week, I'm just trying to think if I've been for, if I'm forgetting anything. Um, no, I don't think so. Anyway, 
let's get on with the interview. Tim Gore is a, uh, like I said, you do IMDb Tim Gore and you'll see uh, a lot of credits. I'll do it now. Let's see what Tim Gore has. He's worked on everything. Yeah, let's see. Oh, come on. Sorry, my internet's uh, dragging here. Shit. Walking Dead, I know he did that. Uh, okay, this is not a lot of stuff. This is not nearly the stuff he's worked on. Anyway, yeah, he's worked on Jurassic Park 2, worked on a bunch of movies I worked on, Ace Ventura 2, um, Fantastic Four, one and two, X Men. I mean, he's been around forever. Um, Slaughterhouse, which he mentions, his first film he worked on. Anyway, you know what? I'm just talking for the sake of talking because I don't really have anything to talk about now. Um, so I'm just going to stop. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Here we go. Uh, full of. A lot of in-jokes, I'll give you a warning too, so if, if something doesn't make sense that he said, it's usually because it's somebody we both know, or it's some kind of in-joke, and so uh, bear with us through the in-jokes, because I worked with, with Tim for kind of a long time, so we know each other pretty well. Anyway, that's it. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Here is the man, Tim Gore. What's up, Tim? Hey, Chet. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah, you well, well, this uh, this scourge. Yes, I'm. I'm doing fine in, in the scourge. How about you? Uh, hanging in there. It's a little uh, difficult with my uh, demeanor. I like to, uh, you know, investigate a lot of a lot of stuff. You're a very social with... dude. You're a very social yeah. guy. You like to talk to people and hang out and stuff. I know that about you. Yeah, I don't know that they like it, but, you know, me. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I've been, hey, I, man, I, I've I talked to you a long time ago about it coming on. So I know, and I, I apologize. I'm remiss that I haven't done it sooner, but we'll make this a good one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, yeah, there's so much to talk about. I've always said that you, 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 uh, you should have your own TV show because you're such a character. You're so talented and you're such a fucking character. <laughs> you're just... I'm more character than talented. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You're great. You're a great, great, great painter. Um, so, yeah. when Do you remember when we met the first time? Uh, Was it Fantastic uh, Four? Uh, no. Well before that. Uh, well, you know what? I was at General Giant's working painting uh i was running the uh, paint department over there and one guy was like chet czar chet czar and i couldn't even <laughs> i know you got to tell that story consider it's that funny. name i'm like who's this chet czar i thought it was your nickname and i was like who's this punk and uh then i met you and i was like blown away uh you know just i was like oh he's a real dude and uh, that was uh incredible and then i think we met uh maybe at spectral uh 
is what I remember. But, I, you know, we could have passed uh, bump sh- shoulders somewhere. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, Spectral, we kind of, you know, met. And then at the cave, boy. <laughs> I just had I just had Steve on, and we were talking about it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the show. That's the show where I decided I had to get out of the industry." And he was like, "Oh man!" And I was like, well, "I didn't mean it wasn't you. It wasn't you, Steve. It was the circumstances." Steve was, was super cool. Hot gin, yeah. What's that? Uh, Kevin McTurk uh, brought in a bunch of booze, half drank bottles or barely open bottles of booze. Hey, if you guys all want these, because he was moving, and uh, we're all yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I remember Steve. I don't want to slag on on Steve. I don't think he drinks that much, but he would always come out for a little tinkery, you know, <laughs> a little dram cup, and it was all hot in a tent. We're all pissed off. <laughs> and he would just be all, "Come on, boys, this is fun," or whatever. You know, <laughs> try to cheer us up as he's drinking hot gin. <laughs> I'm like what? You are a ninja. <laughs> he was great. He was great. He was super. He was super, super cool guy. I mean, he's a super great guy. Um, he yeah. was, I thought he, he was cool yeah. on that project too. But you, we, we had fun as as miser- oh. as miserable as we were. Oh, yeah, we, I, uh, remember, I remember you you airbrushing nasty messages to the supervisor on the on the suit. Oh. <laughs> of course, what else, man? <laughs> I think I refrained from any peckers on there, but yeah, yeah, that was fun times. You yeah. know, hey, you want to be on the A team? You know, <laughs> his name was. Remember? <laughs> don't, don't don't name any names. Not calling anybody out. <laughs> no, don't name names. He did his job, I guess. <laughs> yes, every it was a difficult situation. Everyone, you know, everyone oh. did, did their did their best. I don't want to be sitting here listening. Oh, hey, Chet. Let me introduce you to uh, my friend John. He's a he's a super cool guy. We hang out. Let me just. This is John. Hey, John. Hi. What's up? He works with the Manson family. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's me. That's me. Oh, he's, uh, he's an enjoyable. It's a nice character. beard. He just wanted to say hi, and I, I want I want wanted you to know that I'm listening in on this conversation. Yeah. No problem. I, I don't I don't want to. Uh, yeah. Surprising, yeah. He's no my problem. new bank buddy. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Can't afford that kind of material. He couldn't afford. He couldn't afford if he could pay for it. <laughs> so, well, what, what do you? Anyways, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what are you up to these days? Because I mean, we uh, haven't worked together in quite a while. Well, we, we were working together for a long time at Spectral. Yeah. Well, they put the once Neil moved in to the nest i made for him i'm joking i love neil you know, <laughs> like my my little egg that i had <laughs> um well uh you know i at, at my experience level i i expect a, a particular rate and then uh, a lot of shops now don't uh acknowledge uh the experience or the time in yeah and sadly uh they 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 lay a lot of uh, work uh, time to the, uh, uh, you know, new people, younger crowd, which is great. They got to come up and learn stuff. I'm all for it. I help everybody on my Instagram, Tigor Art. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I answer every question, how to. It's, it's it takes a lot of time. But, anyways, 
a lot of shops are uh, leaning that way, so they keep expense down. Yeah. I understand because the studios are are pinching the dollar. Yeah. But uh, it it kills it for guys like me. I end up being like nine one one when they they screw up or yeah. fuck shop, you know. And I get two days to repair what they've had, you know, a couple weeks uh, developing. Yep. And uh, and I'm like, man, you know, you and then you do two days. You wait two weeks to even see those two days after taxes, and you you wonder. Uh, why you're not working at, at Home Depot or Walmart after a while, <laughs> or just nowadays on unemployment, which I, I'm finding fruitful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I mean, you've been in the business forever. I mean, what, what's the, what year did you, do you, do you remember uh, what year you started? 85. I think I started my first movie 84, but wow. didn't come out till 85. That's amazing. That's, that's, that, that's, oh, man. you're an old timer, man. Yeah. That's killer. What, what was your first show? Do you remember? Um, a gem, a real gem. I, uh, uh, I, uh, want to, uh, tell people to definitely see this gem. It's, uh, out of San Diego. It's called Slaughterhouse, uh, <laughs> eight, 1985 from American, American Pictures, I believe. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> real big firm, big firm. <laughs> you yeah, know, whole budget was uh five thousand dollars, and our pay was coming out of that. And uh, wow. I met uh, Rob Henderson. I I sent the people uh like a couple Polaroids of some rudimentary work, and uh, they said, "Oh man!" Like three months later, "Hey, we would love to have you involved. Can you meet this guy, uh, Rob Henderson?" I'm not sure. <laughs> you know where this is going. Uh, <laughs> so I met him, and I'm like, wow, he's done some stuff, a couple things in his house. <laughs> kind of goofy, but yeah, he's cool. He was cool to me. And then he had a third guy, Mike Walchuk, who paints at uh, Ironhead. Oh, yeah. On a, a lot of the uh, Marvel. Uh, I know, I know, I know uh, Mike through you. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's, he worked with me on Slaughterhouse. That's how we met. Wow, through, I didn't know that. Yeah, we met through uh, Rob Henderson in the eighties, and then know. we broke up. We broke off and quit the movie. We actually quit <laughs> and left Rob, you know, just laying on the floor looking for his scissors or whatever he was doing. <laughs> I don't, I don't know Rob Henderson. I don't think. Oh, I almost killed the guy because he pissed me off one day, and I threw like those big scissors, the metal scissors that look like you cut like fiberglass with the uh-huh. big shit, and uh, I, I go fuck you or i don't know if i can cuss on here or, yes you, know, you can whatever fuck fuck you rob and i huck these things right at him and he's all no and he ducks down i put a huge hole in the wall it's like a cartoon you could see scissors going through and uh, <laughs> ah, and i go fuck you i quit so i quit and then uh uh i think me and wildchuck both quit well, why did, why'd you quit just he was just spending money on decorating his garage to look like a shop. And we're like, just make stuff. It'll look cool. You know? <laughs> he would have the fire department over at his house every day, uh, burning, trying to double boil like Roma back when they made Roma mm-hmm. in a double like boiled pan up in his apartment. And he would like burn all the water out and the stuff steaming away. We'd all forget about it. Oh my God. And then a the fire department would come over there because all the, apartment uh tenants would be like freaking out 
<laughs> the, the old days. <laughs> the old days of yeah, makeup effects. Know, everybody's had those experiences. Yeah. But finally, we're just like, fuck this guy. And me and uh, me and Mike hung out a lot making Freddy gloves. And uh, Rob didn't like that because we were, you know, becoming friends and stuff. And uh, we just decided, you know, I don't even care about that movie. Let's just quit. <laughs> yeah. So we call them up and we're like, we quit. Bye. Bye. And then they called us back and we finished the movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, <shit>. but, <laughs> I'm not too proud of finishing it either because it didn't get any better, really. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the nature. But, uh, yeah, that was my first start. And then uh, it led into uh, I knew a guy named Chaz Ballard, a real good friend of mine. Oh, I know that name. Who is that? That's uh, who is that? He was a, a horror. He had Deep Red magazine in the later days. He used to write and do uh, independent uh, uh, articles for like uh, Pangoria. Yeah, and that's this. right. He was a horror critic, and he would uh, release books. You know, homemade. He was an awesome uh, artist, graphic artist. Right. But he, he was a cool dude, and he really befriended me and introduced me to this cat, uh, Steve Patino, who was. Uh, finishing up uh prince of darkness so i i went up to whittier on like 40 bucks in my mom's little debit card <laughs> trying to get a hotel and that was sketchy and then uh <laughs> i worked with this guy and he was just turns out to be a jerk so i took him to the labor board he's dead now oh shit so, wow yeah warning, warning don't work with me and don't pay me <laughs> <laughs> oh god am i in trouble yeah John. <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh yeah so i was up there but i did dabble with the uh the uh phantasm sphere i don't i don't what are you serious yeah with steve he he was handling the all the ball uh from phantasm action. from the first one no the second one oh, okay okay that's still Hank cool that's still that's yeah, that's still uh, cool it was and it was really fun because i'm a fan of all that stuff yeah. And uh, I did an effect because the ball had to turn a corner. Mm -hmm. uh, and back then, we didn't really have that digital ac access that they have now. Yeah. And uh, we put it on some fishing line, and the, the line stretches just enough to you, you throw it one direction, and it goes around the curve, right. stretching out the string, and then, you know, goes home. It was it was just cool as shit. And <laughs> I met Angus. I used to have his home phone number for whatever reason. <laughs> really? Him. I gotta say, I never called him. <laughs> Maybe there was one time. <laughs> when, right before his death, no. <laughs> when were you doing? Okay, uh, I just have so many questions to ask you because I mean, you've got you've seriously you've had. I mean, all jokes aside, uh, you've had you've worked on just a ton of movies, and you also one thing I noticed that's kind of interesting is that. So many things I see on Instagram that pe people are kind of making themselves and selling are st things that you used to do like in the eighties on your own, like yeah. the, like the gore knobs. <laughs> gore knobs. I used to do a bag full of uh, like bloody uh, fingers and noses and half rats and all that. It was it... called groceries <laughs> in a blood saturated lunch lunch bag, and that was a collaboration with uh, Chaz actually. Oh wow! And, uh, where were you? He was, where were you selling these? Uh, like Fangoria conventions or anywhere I could. And I, I shacked up with a couple of fanzines. Uh, one down here that was big in the day. It was a punk rock fanzine. Uh, being punk rock fan myself, 
called Black Market, and uh, and we uh, tried to move some through there with some cool ads. My buddy Guff uh, did, and uh, yeah, we were just trying to hawk them. And then I hooked up with uh, uh, what's that thing? Uh, the the shop, the punk rock shop in malls now. Oh, uh, Hot Topic. Yeah, Hot Topic. But back in the day. I mean, we're talking still the 80s. Wow. And uh, they bought a whole bunch from me, and I was, like, overwhelmed. I was, you know, night and day making little rubber corn knobs and shit. <laughs> yes, uh, for people that don't know. Like, for people, I was on drugs and shit, you know. <laughs> for people Not that, yet, Mom. <laughs> for people who don't know, the gore knobs were little latex, slip yeah. latex sculptures that go over your doorknobs that were little well, monster heads and stuff right just tell you and don't don't get too crazy advertising that because i'm coming out with oh, sorry a, uh, a rebirth as it were and you have uh, to. You, yeah that's uh in in progress actually right now and i would uh, i would pay a lot of money to have you uh do your own signature series uh oh, knob. I, I definitely want to do a gore knob for you we've oh, been talking about I, i've been wanting to do a gore knob for you for years how long have we been talking about that <laughs> since the I spectral guess. days yeah i mean uh, that'd be incredible i i would thoroughly enjoy that but uh <laughs> so you were, yeah. you were you were doing all that kind of just creating cool well, things while you're in the business as well kind of doing uh, both that's that's the whole uh the that's the whole uh intersection because I, I had done the one movie down here, you know, a little Shadrack movie, Slaughterhouse. And then I go, wow, I'm a movie maker now. I'm an effects artist, blah, blah, blah. And I was getting like dental acrylic and from my dentist and reading a Sabini book. I thought I was on top of the world. But San Diego is not a hotbed for movies, as you know. Right. <laughs> Unless they're on the beach naked or I don't know. <laughs> And I tried for those. I was just, you know, I was a little uh, Jack Black style back then. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, there wasn't really a, a call for any film type stuff. Just these crappy commercials for like, well, there, I shouldn't say crappy. I was doing like United Way or UNICEF, you know, a lot of uh, hmm. charity uh, stuff and a couple band. Oh, here's a quick little anecdote. I worked with a San Diego based band, the Beat Farmers. And uh, working on a, 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 a song video, and uh, I'm putting makeup on Big Big Dick, uh, whatever his uh, name, Montana, yeah, Big Dick, yeah. Country Dick Montana, and uh, he's in making uh, a couple uh, statements or uh, you know comments like I'm I'm gay because I'm uh, doing makeup on him, and I'm like, well, you know, and it, it kept <laughs> going, and uh, you know whatever, and uh, and then finally I go well. Hey, Dick, you're the one wearing it. And then he got mad and I was fired like about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got, uh, he, he lost his mind on that. And I don't care. I referred to this girl I knew. Uh, but yeah, it was just commercials down here. So I go, well, I gotta, I gotta really keep molding and making my stuff and learning this trade. So I just made all those cool little, uh, you know, uh, uh, novelties, I, I, I would call them rubber novelties mm. you know dead cat i made a dead cat called the eternal companion <laughs> Blah, you know i made you know all kinds of funny shit but i mean uh, you, you're seeing this stuff now on i mean i see it all the time oh, on instagram and it's like i see these pictures and i'm like oh i have one of those original ones that 
yeah. Tim Gore gave me years ago. It's like stuff yeah. with stuff with teeth, stuff with like an eyeball, just like weird phone cover people are doing the oh yeah. The phone covers and, uh, big time. I asked you long ago, does it piss you off if, if that happens? And a part of me just can't help being agitated by that. Oh, yeah, it's aggravating for sure. Well, I get they're younger kids and they're inspired. That's awesome. But I also meet a lot of people that are older. I look, you know, I go on their page and I, I scour the information before I comment. And they're just, you know, looking for the next dime. And, yep. and that's not what my art was about. I, I I always uh, base anything personal art I do uh, on stuff I would hang in my house. Right. And if you're into it, that's awesome. And if you're not, well, that's cool. Yeah. You know, that's the way I. But uh, you rip me off. It's just kind of I don't know. I don't know. I have a difficult time with that. I gotta admit, and I'm getting better. It's hard but, though, because you were yeah. you were ahead of the curve on that stuff. I mean, you're the first uh, person I know who was doing that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, crap in a frame is by far, on record, not original. People have been doing that for years. But, you know, I put a, a little twist on it, I, I feel. And, uh, yeah, for you sure. Know how that, you know how uh, my little wall frames, uh, skin frames, <laughs> how they were invented? We were doing that uh, Dr. Dre Sprite video at Spectral. Mm -hmm. And I was doing skin panels on different uh colors of silicone base yeah can you explain what the what the what you're talking about the skin th painting things you're talking about for people yeah, who don't well, know indeed uh drake was gonna do this uh uh commercial for sprite where his body we we were gonna make a, a robotic body where uh at some point he's oh, i'm not inspired until he drinks the sprite <laughs> and then this uh this mannequin of drake uh, pops all open and you can see uh, Sprite flowing through it, getting all the instruments in his body going, tuning <laughs> them up, and he gets all inspired and lays down a track. So my my duty was uh, to to paint the skin and make a replica Drake. I even did the hair on him, hmm. and that that was a, a, a fun time. That was on set in a in a, in a rush, right. so that was uh, wild. But anyways. Uh, so while I was uh, creating the skin tone, because Drake's kind of light, mm -hmm. uh, light skinned, and uh, I was doing a couple panels on different colored silicone plates that would represent his skin later when we made the full mannequin. Right. So I would test some stuff out, and then I just got tired at the end of the day and went nutty and put veins and crap all over this one. <laughs> And we're all laughing. Why don't we make them veiny and stuff? And then uh, I go, you know what? I would hang that on my wall. And then bing, I got a little bell in my head. And then I go, maybe I'll put an eye in it. And then uh, that was uh, the inspiration for the first one was well, true, the true uh, inspiration. You know, I'm always thinking of products. Like long time ago, I did Goolery, which was rubber jewelry for you to wear. Uh -huh. <laughs> but it was like bloody eyes and, you know, crap. Yeah. But uh, the Drake thing, yeah, that's where uh, my framed personal art kind of spawned out of uh -huh. uh, was that. It was it was cool. And I, I things I do, uh, places I work a lot of times, bosses won't like this. Sometimes I come up with a little idea that I just put in my pocket for later right. and then I'll access them later and you know, try to move on those. But 
it's not like I'm trying to rip off anything I'm doing because normally I'm bored. Uh, <laughs> but uh, true, uh, that that's how he was born. The, the little frames. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's they amazing. used to be called Odd Walls as a as a nod to a, like uh, Big Daddy Ed Roth and stuff. You know, right, right. Yeah. So you, I mean. this is obvious to me, but maybe not to the audience. You you were obviously inspired by big daddy Roth and all that. Incredibly. Yeah. All that, all the hot rod and, and cool uh, monsters coming out of them with the long stick shift and all that. You know, I'm down here in San Diego and I drove, you know, I have actually been in there. The original market, I would go in and get, uh, trading cards yep. and stuff for all that. And the decals? Yeah. Chicken yeah. shift. I used to have right, right on my wall, I remember, the chicken shift decal. <laughs> <laughs> and a friend of mine, turns out, Craig Frazier. No, yeah, incredible Craig. Artist. I know Craig. He's, yeah. he's awesome. At, at Von Frazier on Instagram, if anybody wants to look him up. Oh, he oh. used to paint for... Uh, he used to paint for uh, uh, Big Daddy. He would... Uh, paint the actual t-shirts and then big dad would uh sign them <laughs> are you serious i didn't know that yeah, yeah wow. there's one other artist a real talented guy i can't think of but uh yeah he had a couple guys and i get it he was uh you know hammered with a lot of requests yep all right Just, oh hold on john uh wait a minute you don't mind so oh, no, no. thank I, you no, I'm just yeah no worries they're, they're going in um yeah sorry uh yeah so uh definitely inspired by that aurora models same uh, man yeah we, i think yeah. We, were, we were inspired by it well, me and my dad had slot cars we had yeah, uh, slot cars and uh that was kind of the, the early beginnings of dior dioramas when i'd make war models yep and i went into that whole you know a lot of us uh that era uh delved into that it was a crafty era i mean i remember paint by numbers my mom would do you know or my even i remember me my mom and my dad all sitting around watching channel nine on saturday eating uh french toast for dinner and building models it was the (laughs) coolest era yeah yeah they would show monster models all that stuff and uh it was just I mean, not they would watch. Uh, they would show monster movies, pardon right, me. right, uh, all that cool stuff. And we, you know, build my my mom's building a Aurora Viking ship. And I'm like, <laughs> your you mom was your mom was awesome. I, oh, God, thank you, Chet. Yeah, uh, she was. A I'm great glad lady. you knew her. Yeah, um, I know. I was, they're building these ships. My dad was a big ship guy because he was in the navy. I guess oh. uh, I was building the forgotten prisoner of castlemere uh that's my favorite that's my favorite aurora model i bought like 10 of those through my life because uh (laughs) get extra skulls and rats (laughs) but that's a segue into my first uh uh super sculpty uh sculpture was this zombie real goofy looking zombie and uh and uh, that was called escape from castlemere and he had manacles with chains and stuff (laughs) so so uh, let me ask you a specific question. Do you remember the cartoon Milton the Monster? Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see that again. Yeah. yeah, you could. There's some clips on YouTube. I think I I, I got. I think Mitch Mitch Devane yeah. gave me some DVDs of that. 
<laughs> so talented, but way more funny. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely hilarious and and brilliant. Um, so I mean, is that what kind of got you into? Were you just always into the horror stuff, or how did? Yeah, era, yeah. I just uh, I loved the creature. My cousin had this. Uh, he's like a buff creature from the Black Lagoon esque uh alien i think i know I, I can't remember the name of these toys people will remember them right. and I, all i wanted was that toy my cousin had and i never got it <laughs> i still don't have it but someday i'll own it uh and, and i we've all seen it i know we've all seen it he's got kind of a mohawk fin and uh yeah just badass tough uh creature from from hey. the black lagoon from the 60s hey i got something good for you Uh oh John's got it. Right. I, I, I've been sitting here listening. Yeah, I've, I've been listening. Yeah, what do you got? And what I got. Don't say anything like what <laughs> you think I'm going to say. Say whatever you want. I, hey, there is a little short highway patrol guy with that little helmet on his head. Yeah. can barely step over the pegs yeah. of the bike that yeah. he is riding. Oh, okay. And he's. Shooting his radar gun down the freeway. I turned him on to some and, Junior and, Brown. No, no. He's shooting his radar gun down the freeway. And I'm thinking of this cartoon oh. where the little Martian is on the moon. Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to vaporize this. Oh, what planet. is that? Mar Martin the Martian. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, but, that's that's, funny. that's classic. Yeah. That's classic. Classic. Yeah, well... Look at it. Bugs Bunny was an evil cartoon a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, fuck with people. <laughs> not Bugs Bunny. He was kind of the, the first jerk. <laughs> oh, totally. He was a total asshole. Perfect, he was great. Sarcastic. Comic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that was such a great era to have grown up in it. Like late, oh. late sixties, early seventies. It was like, uh, like, okay. Okay. Gumby's one thing, but the chuck wagon commercial where the little, little covered wagon yeah. was running around and dogs were chasing the covered wagon yeah. oh my god stop motion magic i was just holy shit and kind of creepy i always thought that was kind yeah. of creepy oh too god, creepy you know gumby was creepy to me the oh, little man after him yeah and yeah that one where he goes on the moon and those aliens yeah That's yeah totally they uh, were in the oven or some crap and i'm like oh <laughs> so okay okay so anyway uh, let's back, get on, track, back on track back to your uh your career so um anyway you were you were a monster kid you grew up at the right time sounds like we were influenced by a lot of the same kinds of things um and what you just started experimenting on your own like sculpey yeah you know? I was making uh crap in my garage all that stuff because there was no and way then, to learn back then you know oh you're learning on pictures and you just work worry about the stuff on the back of the workbench, you know, why has he got Vaseline? Yeah. You know? right. Yep. But truly. And, uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's an artist, but, uh, <laughs> all right, John, I'll catch you in a, a little bit. <laughs> all right. If you're alive. Are you sure? Okay. You got to open that thing. You got to slide that over. There you go. Well, I can't go right now. <laughs> All right, John. Thank you. I'll see you in a few. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, after uh, after all that coming up, I was all still making the, the little, uh, you know, uh, novelty stuff going on and whatnot. And uh, 
my buddy went through a brutal di divorce for him. And our dream was always to go to New York and see all the places they did uh, escape from New York and just fuck up New York, you know? Mm -hmm. That was their plan. See CBGBs, all that crap. Yeah. So we went. We went for like a month and a half. We were just like, <laughs> living out there with my ex-girlfriend's uncle. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he was my age, so we're like, wahoo! <laughs> Yeah, real fun times. But he worked at the planetarium, uh, the New York planetarium at the Natural History History Museum. So that was cool. And uh, we went up and down that island like, I don't know, 100 times, tearing it up. Uh -huh. And uh, so I was out there and then I got a call. My mom called me and she goes, hey, uh, some guy from something called Skinny Puppy called and wants you to call him. <laughs> Skinny Puppy, and I, I had uh, met one of the guys from Skinny Puppy, the video guy, at a Fangoria in L.A. Mm -hmm. And back then, Fangoria was either in New York or L.A. It was real fun because people would fly back and forth or whatever. Right. So I'm all, really? Uh, this is still the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Damn, the 80s were long. And uh, <laughs> so I go, what? Okay, I talked to them. They're all, we, we need you to go on tour. Uh, with Skinny Puppy, and uh, they had seen stuff I make because of the video guy at the convention. Right. So, uh, okay, but and they go, yeah. When can you fly out tomorrow? And I go, what? No, I'm in. I'm on vacation in in New York. I got about five days to go. If you want to wait, then I'll go. Uh, but I need I need a day to go do laundry in San Diego. Sure enough, next thing I know, I'm on a plane to Ohio meet them up and uh it's like winter getting to be winter and i'm trying to dig up soil to rub on ogre's face i was tripping out like who are these you know weirdos i'm <laughs> what were you had, hired to do i mean what what were just any effects on ogre's state show and then you know because another guy developed him but he his name was rick griffin and uh i'm not slagging him he wanted to go and uh uh do what's necessary. He wanted to become a woman and, uh, he, he's Rachel Griffin. Now I hear a talented artist still mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, moved on that way. And skinny puppy was left, you know, a little bit empty needing somebody on tour. So ah. I joined and, uh, you know, I worked with them. I kept the, uh, two dark park tour alive. They went from, uh, maybe like a, a pint, maybe a quart of, uh, stage blood when i joined them it was like a gallon gallon and a half and then it went from there at in later days i i just pumped it up <laughs> so there was a lot of blood on that show once i joined and uh and uh, i a lot of theaters hated me yeah I bet. it was on the ceiling of these gorgeous theaters and i you know i i I should have thought about that <laughs> it, it of, like, oops <laughs> Cheers, you know <laughs> wow, so you were doing stuff for Skinny Puppy before you were kind of full fledged in the in the shops. In yeah, the... I had uh, already worked on the one thing with Steve Patino who ripped me off. Okay, the yeah, the Phantasm <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, all that Phantasm. We worked on a crappy movie called My Mom's a Werewolf, mm. and uh, <laughs> a real hit. And then uh, uh, I can't remember what else the Phantasm crap. And then uh, Prince of Darkness stuff. Oh, you worked on Prince of Darkness? 
I just helped them do some shit at the end. They maybe reshoots. Uh, and then we actually, that's when I first met K and B, uh, Steve may, they wanted him to cast a, uh, a, a fiberglass, uh, what the fuck's that movie, uh, with the big creature, uh, Death Star six or Deep Star six. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a big crabby like thing. So we made a, uh, fiberglass head. So we went over to K and B. I met, you know, I met, uh, Howard and then I met, uh, uh, Bob and I was blown away you know I'm like holy shit so that was 88 that was and, the first uh, big shop you'd ever been to yeah I was blown away yeah but, it's amazing when you go to your first stuff. when yeah. you go to your first shop it's so amazing holy fuck and I'm here I'm involved in something they wanted and I, I saw a tree demon that Bob Kurtzman sculpted and uh, it's floating around in recast and stuff uh, I have an original. Yeah, that guy's an incredible, incredible guy. And then Howard walked up with this, uh, like, metal uh, cupcake kind of pan you would bake mm-hmm. and uh, had a dead rat, like, no hair. All, I don't know, it was gelatin or something. And he was uh, blowing through this little hose, making it breathe. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> holy fuck. And I think they were doing a movie called Nightwish, which is a, a old old ass movie and they were making these little like spandex sacks with little creatures in them and i was like they'd fill them up with ky i was blown away man i'm just like what right (laughs) that changed because i I learned quick i pick up things really really quick that i see i'm like "Hmm, okay okay and then i went from there and then i uh tour skinny puppy uh, i went around the block with them about three times uh, that means uh, around the the states and uh, uh, Canada. We went to Hawaii, and wow. then we were going to Europe. And uh, uh, Ogre hurt, hurt hurt his knee, so that was put off, and then it kind of faded away. Huh. I still hang with the guys. I make Ogre stuff now and then. Yeah, that's. But, I mean, uh, that's. I think that's. I met him. I think through you. I met him one time. I think yeah. it was because of you. That, but because of the stuff I did on the last tour, the lighting, uh, the LD lighting director, uh, he was at the main shop and his buddy came. He worked for Universal Studios down in Florida. And I had a bunch of oh, like, just like bloody, uh, uh, slimy crap in his dumpster because I was throwing it out from tour. Mm-hmm. Stinky crap. And his buddy saw it. And he later down the road, like, couple months later called me about halloween and uh halloween horror nights but it was long before that because we're just going into the 90s at this point right and uh, like yeah and i made about 60 grand my mom's like are you selling drugs (laughs) oh and i I remember the first check i got uh, i was talking to these guys i need a check here because the timeline was dwindled by the first guys they fired this is and, for Halloween Horror Nights? Yeah. At, at, and, where's this at? Is that like Knott's or at... Uh... Yeah, no, Uni, uh, Florida. Universal, Florida. Oh, okay, okay. Before it was called Universal, it was just called Halloween Universal or something. Right. And uh, Yeah, I did that for about three years, but the money kept getting smaller. But the first nut, man, it was like 60 grand. I told my mom, you know, I told these guys I need 15 grand on the doorstep tomorrow, FedEx. 
uh, sign. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, whatever. And I go, Mom, wake me up because I've been working long hours. I'm tired. And uh, that was a young Tim that stayed up late. Right. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, she's like, whatever. And then ding dong in the morning, she comes running in with the FedEx and holding a check in her hand. Tim, Tim, it came. She's all excited. I'm like, yeah, I told you. Let me sleep. And I roll over. And then when I got up, I'm like, all right, Mom, you're my runner. Here's uh, here's 300 bucks in your pocket because I cashed it. Right. And, uh, and uh, I go, you got to get me uh, fake hair, scissors, all this shit. She comes back with, like, one thing. And I go, where's the scissors? Where's this? Because ah, I just thought it was too expensive. <laughs> get, get, you know, it's like, no, mom, I have to have this crap. <laughs> she learned quick. She's like, I need more money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Now you're on board. That must have been so exciting, though, to be making oh, making money doing something like that. Paying all, my friends, paying all my friends. I'm teaching them how to use that airbrush painting. Oh, I got a bunch of bodies. Uh, God, this, I owe this guy my life, but uh, Todd Masters sold me a bunch of bodies that I resold to Universal. He sold them to me for 300 bucks, just blank latex polyfoam bodies, and we gored them out. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Universal paid me like $3,500 each. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we did about 10 of those. It was amazing. It was a fortune of money. Right. How cool is that? Yeah. So then from there, I, uh, I just, uh, you know, uh, researched and went back to a lot of old connections. And I decided I have to get out of uh, San Diego and move to L.A. And I did that. Mm -hmm. And a year later, I couldn't get a job. My girlfriend already had like three jobs. Quit. I'm like, fuck. I'll be bewildered. What what uh, year is this that you're you're talking uh, around? 89, 90s. Okay. Skinny Puppy was 90s. But... We moved up there earlier. Uh, I worked. I worked on Two Dark Park. Uh, that was the uh, transitional uh, years where I moved to L.A. Mm. But uh, when I, I came up to L.A. with my girlfriend, a big move, and uh, I hit up every. I'm like, I'm t-. my girl's like, oh no, we gotta get jobs, and I'm like, Shit, I'm Tim Gore <laughs> tomorrow. Worry <laughs> about it. Go buy some steaks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that champagne I like. And then uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing. Finally, <laughs> finally, Mike Burnett, God bless him. Oh, yeah. Uh, I worked for Mike. He used to play check games. Everybody did. It was fine. Uh, I'm still pals with the guy. Yeah. He gave me my first opportunity. And then we all ran the uh, optic nerve. And then we all got laid off. So we all ran back to Mike Burnett's. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mike, I made a mistake. <laughs> and then again, we went back to uh, Optic Nerve and worked on uh, uh, Babylon 5 and shit. Old fucking crap, you know? Right. They <laughs> and did then cool from stuff, there, actually. I thought Optic Nerve did good stuff. Yeah. No, John had a great eye. Uh, oh, Everett yeah. was always crabby and made everybody work extra hard. But uh, John was a cool dude. Uh, I miss him. Yeah. But he would piss me off, too. Uh, he would... I'd be in my car ready to leave, warming it up. And this is at eight at night. And then, hey, man, knocking on the window. And I'm just trying to ignore him. Ignore him. And uh, <laughs> like, ah, can you just do a little couple of color changes? Like, 
three hours later, I'm repainting the whole creature. I'm like, oh, good God. And it's due the next day. I'm like, oh, yeah. Can't do it. So we uh, all jumped to uh, Animal Makers. You know where that went. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really. I, mean, I don't know that much about Animal Makers. Uh, they made a lot of cool animals, to, to be honest, because of a lot of good artists going through there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was fortunate to work on Jim Carrey's movie, uh, Pet Detective, uh, Nature Calls, or Ace Ventura, Nature Calls. Yeah, I wor- it, we worked on that, too. Alteria yeah. did some stuff. We did the gorilla suit, I think it was. Oh, yeah. We did a few alligators that I painted. I did the raccoon paint job, I think. Mm-hmm. I painted the little eaglet he feeds, the little mechanical thing. And, uh, you know, it was all, it was cool, but it wasn't, you know, in the big leagues. Well, I want to make zombies and shit. Right. We, we hear a curtain call at stands uh, for Dr. Moreau. So I we all ran over there. Next thing I know, I'm stuck in uh, Stan Winston booth, casting uh, polyphone with a friend, Doug. Uh, oh, fuck. He's going to kill me. I can't remember. Dougie. I call him the vagrant. But uh, <laughs> Doug Stewart? Uh, no, no. Uh, I'll have to. Uh, I'll get his name. Okay. Uh, Dougie. His, he moved out here from Ohio long ago, and his truck, like, two weeks in, got stolen, so I that's why I called him a vagrant because I'd always have to give him rides. <laughs> You're just a vagrant. But uh, so we worked on that, and then I stayed at Stan's for years. Oh, how many it, years were you there? I didn't know that. Now, like three, almost four. Wow. But you know, they accused me of stealing, and that was a whole thing. That's for another podcast. Okay. Where I beat that shop down because of. <laughs> and he's a turd, and I'll, I'll put that publicly. Fuck that guy. All right. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't shit on his face. I wouldn't even let my dog <laughs> cut this. But no, he's a, he was really shitty to me, and uh, we'll go into that whole excerpt later. But you know, it's weird. His son still follows my uh, Instagram and stuff and likes what I do. So that's that's almost a secret uh, cool thing. Yeah, and <laughs> he used to have a model company. So, sorry, I digress, but this is a hot topic for me. He had a model company. Uh, it was cool. It was called, uh, I don't know. And they made little uh, scale uh, army miniatures. Mm. And uh, my girlfriend worked there. And she was buddies with his wife. And he, she knew that he was getting divorced before he did. And, of course, chicks tell her dudes. So I knew he was getting divorced before he was divorced. And I just relished in that when he was a dick to me and I just go, all right, man, cool. Have a good day. And then, and then next thing you know, he's all trying to cry on my shoulder and I'm like, ah, I'm busy. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> so, you know, that's okay. <laughs> career. I mean, he could have really ruined my career, you know, saying I stole a bunch of stuff, but right. it was a, turns out it was another guy. I, I'm not here to talk shit, but yeah. that's, that's the, the nature of the business sometimes. is a, It's a cruel business sometimes. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, you, know, you get laid off often. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's you know, rough. So that's how you get old and looking like me. <laughs> so um, once you, uh, after after uh, uh, Stan's, yeah. where did you go to? Uh, Stan's, I went to Greg Canham's. Oh, wow. I never worked there and, either. Uh, Miles Tevis' uh, Jen, Jen Tevis uh, was working there as uh, – uh, Greg's assistant, 
And that was when Keith Vanderland just uh, came on board. That's another scary tale that we won't go into. Right. <laughs> uh, but but uh, working with Greg is awesome. That guy's a stupendous, uh, talented guy, stupendous. And, uh, he, you know, my first day I was uh, – he's got a driest sense of humor you ever met. He he had me just almost crying wow. sadly because uh, I go to this place where we're going to celebrate his birthday at this restaurant. I'm like, hey, Greg, it's my first day, and I'm honored to meet you, and happy birthday. And he goes, straight face, as, as droll as you can be. He goes, this party's not for you. And I walked away. <laughs> yeah, he was dry, but uh, over the years, I, I understood. And he was just a good guy. I'm still pals with him now. You know, That's he's cool. a good, good cat. Yeah. And then great camp. We worked on uh, Blade, or I worked on a bunch of stuff there. And then I uh, was doing uh, Monkey Bone, I think was the last movie oh, I was yeah, in. Monkey Bone. For them. And then uh, 1999, I got stabbed on my birthday at a bar. Oh, my God, yes. Can you can yeah, you tell that? Can you quickly yeah. tell that story? Because that's crazy, Yeah, man. I'm just hanging out. We, we, I had a, a big birthday party at, uh, at uh, like, Spaghetti Factory, which was uh, kind of a – a usual thing we did every year had like 30 people. It was cool. Oh, the, the guitarist for uh, rage against the machine. Tommy, he was over there. Wow. And uh, Tom Morello. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool dude. I, I wasn't really pals with him, but Don Rutherford was, oh, yeah, Don. <laughs> ate, ate some birthday cake and stuff. He hung out and bought him some drinks and, and uh, that was cool. And then, uh, the usual after that, we'd go to a strip club or something and drink up and get all hung over. So Sunday, my real birthday, the next day, uh, I would go to a place called Hollywood A Go Go, which was a bikini bar in Burbank, mm. and we were just hanging out there, drowning our sorrows and headaches. And uh, me, my girl, and uh, Don Rutherford, when some guys came in, blah blah blah, and they just wanted trouble. And uh, long story short, they stabbed me in my uh, my lung, my heart, my liver, and they, my neck. Your heart. Yeah, I was two on one. Yeah, my heart. Oh, my little God. Sack, whatever. Yeah, and I was in the hospital uh, in county because uh, all these glorious uh, studios don't give you uh, medical insurance. Yeah. So I was in uh, – I went, and they saved my life at uh, Holy Cross and then uh, rapidly uh, <laughs> relocated me to county hospital uh, with, like, nine other guys in the room. Wow. And real fun. Body odor, no TV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dry uh, like powdered eggs you know mm. <laughs> shower yeah good time oh my god how long did that yeah. last man how long were oh, you that lasted about three weeks so Jeez. yeah i would have these tantrums and stuff like and i had a lot of weird uh like hallucinations because they had me on morphine and shit and uh, I had this little tiny fan on two legs, like a little, you know, battery thing you'd pe- keep in your pocket type mm-hmm. thing. And I had that going, and it fell on the bed, and I was all just out of it with the medication. And I thought it was a, like a weird creature on my <laughs> on my sheet trying to get me, and I flung <laughs> wow. it off. To, uh, yeah, yeah, I was tripping. And uh, they wouldn't let me have water because water will start your uh, – all your uh, gizmos starting to work and you get enzymes and stuff you, you can't have yet. Right. And, but I go, Oh man, I'm so hot. Can you bring me some ice? 
they bring me a huge tub of ice, crushed ice. And uh, I had a little towel and I would just soak that in there and then wring it out and drink that water. Oh my God. And I was dead because when I was thirsty, they'd bring me this little uh, stick with a sponge on the end with like some kind of lemon goo or yep. some shit. Yeah. Rub that on your lips. You'll feel better. Like, fuck you. You know, <laughs> that catch flies. And then, uh, so I was drinking all this water and, it was, it was wild times. Man. Well, can, can, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell too much on this because it's pretty, pretty uh, harrowing. But what's it? What's it? My I mean, mom, my parents went through more than I did. Right, but I mean, what was the experience like of being stabbed like that? Because you almost died, right? I mean, it was. Like... I never felt it. Never felt. It felt like somebody punching me. I'm giving theirs back. I, wow. I beat the crap out of one of them, but two on one, it's tough and. uh yeah, finally they they left. I threw a bar stool through the back windshield of their car. Oh my Chased god! Them down play. I was like, "Woo, fuck them up!" Yeah, you know, Tigor style. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, "Whoo!" Breathing kind of hard. My girlfriend touched my chest, and her hands is gushing blood off oh my, my chest. God! And I go, "Ah, uh, I just I had lost enough blood where I uh, fainted or passed out, and then. Uh, you know what sucked? I had a shirt on when the paramedics got there that they cut off. They cut off brand new black vans, which were cool. <laughs> and my shirt said, everything I know, I know through porno. And it was a brand new shirt that I got for my birthday. And I was bummed. <laughs> I'm so bummed. They cut that off. I never saw it again. Never saw my shoes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Incredible. Did Did you kind of like pass out and then wake up in the hospital? Or were you, were you aware, yeah. awake for the whole thing? Later. Oh my God, I can make it gross. Yeah. I, I woke up in bed. I thought I was awake, but it's one of those where you're locked in a coffin almost. Your your brain's working, but your body can't function. Yeah. And I'm barely moving my pinky, probably. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm waving, like, hey, hey, I need some water. And nobody saw it, you know? Right. And uh, then I crapped my pants. Oh my God. Or whatever, my sheets. Sorry, it's you a little gross. And then no, I mean, I just, hey. <laughs> I remember the nurse coming into the room going, oh, whoa, because of the stink. And, <laughs> and she goes, somebody went to El Torito last night. And she had a New York, New York accent. I'm like, oh, God. Please, Lord. Insult to injury. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like quivering. <laughs> oh Sucking my thumb. And uh, no. Nah, and then I finally got out of there after she washed me down. And later I was like, oh, God, not again. No, 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 please, God. And uh, I squelched it for a minute, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was one time. Then they dragged me down to a uh, uh, county where uh, they dropped me off in a, like a little drop area, I guess. I'm sleeping over there. And I wake up to some doctor tugging on these huge, like, it looked like something you'd sew a turkey up with because I was fat and uh, wow. <laughs> yanking on those. And I wake up going, what the fuck? And there's like 15 students with clipboards because it's all, you know, college, UCS, UCS uh, college or whatever US, it is. Oh, USC. Yeah, USC. Or UCLA or USC. Or... Yeah, it was USC. Sorry. Right. And uh, they're all like taking notes and all this. He's like, this is a McDonald's. Pearson uh, stitch or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, what the fuck? And I just pull my blankets back over me. I go, get out of here. I'm all <laughs> bad, dude. 
Okay. You know, get out of here. <laughs> it's your catchphrase. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Been around. Incredible. That's kind of an it's incredible. Nice, but uh, no, uh, yeah. So then I'm in there and sad with all these people. And uh, my friend Mark Grampy, I, you met Grampy before. Call him Grampire. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he came to see me. And uh, we always called him Grandpa, and he goes, you're the one in a diaper. And I wasn't really in a diaper. I was <laughs> naked. I had my sheet wrapped around me like, you know, I'm Roman. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I could go on with this funny shit. Uh, yeah, I, I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. I know you. So Okay, so once you once you uh, were able to get out, how, how, how soon did you get back to work after that? Uh, uh, well, pre- briefly previous to me getting stabbed i was uh started working with the toy company uh 20th uh 21st century toys mm-hmm. but everybody was like outside vendor and uh so i i go let me sculpt some little uh you know uh backpacks and side packs and hip packs and all that shit and i really found it cool because i like small shit mm-hmm. and i was you know wax making little packs and then that i got stabbed and uh, I had met the uh, owner before, and then he was opening a, a in-house, like a full facility, uh, right by Steve Johnson's shop uh, for prototyping. And so I was just going to be brought on as a mold maker, a head of mold making, make sure everything goes right, mm-hmm. and just not a boss. And then that whole thing went haywire with the original main guy. He got fired, and then he put... Uh, two guys in, in charge, two guys, and they would always bicker. And finally, uh, the day came and he goes, Tigo, I need you to run this place. And I'm like, no fucking way. You're, you're good yeah, at, you're, you're good at managing though. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you have a talent for it for but sure. These guys are nut jobs and it's just going to be like, you're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just because they were competing with each other. They're both good dudes, but, right. uh, so, uh, so I took a job. He goes, I want you to come back and set up my studio. It's just a barren uh, uh, shop, you know, mm-hmm. uh, facility. And uh, I came back in. I go, well, we need this. The first guy had like uh, cubicles you'd see in like uh, uh, like IBM and shit, like the little clothed walls and shit. Right. Little low. You'd have a cover and a low little thing where your computer could barely fit in there. I go, this isn't conducive to what we're doing. Get rid of all this shit. And I uh, just uh, like set up a, a basically a effect shop style. I did wooden tables, melamine tops. And then eventually I had like, goddamn, one, two, three, about five or six sculptors. I had uh, wow. four machinists uh, uh, good with miniatures. Uh, I had a costume department uh, with like four ladies in there that could just kill it. I had a paint department, me not included. That was one, two, three, four people, five people. Wow. Uh, the mold department was like damn near a whole family because I hired one guy and he goes, oh, my brother can make molds too because we got backed up and I'm all, yeah, we better hire him. And then pretty soon I got like four of the family members and I go, hey guys, we're still getting backed up. I'm going to hit my uh, my uh, contact sheet and see if I uh, can find some more mold makers. And, and they go, oh, well. Uh, our cousin can make molds. <laughs> All right, fuck. Come on. If you say they're good, if they're bad, I'll fire them. And they're like, no, no. And I knew these guys from <laughs> a model company. Uh-huh. I 
them all back later. <laughs> What's that? And, uh, what was that last part? Well, had that model company. Yeah, yeah. And uh, these guys were the mold makers for his company, oh. and I stole them all later. Well, they they didn't really work there, so oh, I see. Took took them back, or I took them on on staff. And uh, next thing you know, I'm setting up like I had two people in house in case of emergencies, and then I had like I don't know four, five, six people at their house garage. I was sending them air conditioners. I'm sending them uh, barrels of silicone and resin. And wow. I had like two operations going, all that crap. <laughs> it was wild. And I it was, had no idea. We, yeah, we were throwing, we were just hand over fist throwing G.I. Joe off the shelf at like Target and, and Toys R Us. They they had nothing. And I'm proud of that. Truly, uh, yeah. we made best figures around. But then uh, Dragon and these hobby level uh uh, action figure companies came out and they were making stuff as a collectible piece and uh, they weren't selling the masses but they were getting all the true fans of these six scale figures right. and because uh, we couldn't make metal parts and they were making daggers and shit and uh, we couldn't compete because we had a choking thing going on with right. uh, you know and it got so involved I was just like fuck and then all I wanted to do was sculpt little things, and it turned into just me answering Chinese uh, emails for, yep. for the whole time. How long, and, did, uh, how long did this last? About five years, and then the son and the dad always argued because the son knew uh, the dad was always cheating on mom in China. I mean, this guy was out of his mind. He's ex-military uh, uh, psyops, and he would fly to uh, China like photograph his dad uh, uh, cheating and then fly back. So he'd be on these wild oh plane trips and just come out all spun out and telling me, you know, we got to hide this shit from my dad. <laughs> and then he finally, to get back at his dad, shut down the whole operation. Oh, my God. Goes, Don't worry. We're going to start a new one. And I dumped about 10, 15 grand into that. And, uh, uh, well, that went nowhere, of course. Is this is 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 this when you made the Tim Gore action figure? Yeah, yeah. When I was originally at the twenty first century, I was then, I was wondering how the hell you made an action figure of yourself. Well, who wouldn't want that? I mean, that's a. I would. We made like thousand. I'll I'll track you down one. They're hard to come by though, because I had all the cool accessories. They throw my head right in a dumpster, but. I had the cool shorts and wallet chain and yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Too but, cool. So uh, after that, I uh, I think I worked for uh, Steve Johnson for a while. I worked with Steve Johnson's shop for uh, many years, oh. off and on, or I'd be the nighttime guy. Mm -hmm. I remember one Easter, uh, I'm working Easter Sunday, and uh, I'm over there, uh painting some garbage and uh he pulls up in his Sadie's and uh like hey Steve and I had a 12 pack of Coors Light sitting there like normal and he goes oh Easter beer I see I go yeah well I'm Mexican we hunt for him in the in the, in the grass you know <laughs> tradition and he goes you got any Easter cocaine I'm like oh, I wish I did no you know and uh that that was one encounter and <laughs> i never really talked to him a lot you know right, right. I, I don't know if he was just 
I think he liked me fair enough, but he didn't really you know, like torture me like he did other people, you know? Right. <laughs> Maybe he thought I'd smack him or yeah, something. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a little more intimidating looking than most. <laughs> Nice but the guy. thing is, you, the the thing about you is so funny is that you're the biggest sweetheart in the world. <laughs> you're such a nice, yeah. nice, cool guy, but you look yeah. scary. You kind of look scary. <laughs> That's how most of the scary looking people are. Right. Um, I'll get a, uh, I don't know what I got to get, a new wardrobe or something. <laughs> I'll get a little uh, beanie, with the jagged beanie like a goober head. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Jughead. <laughs> Yeah, Jughead and Goober on the right. Uh, Andy Griffith, maybe our our, our <laughs> <laughs> It's all okay. my cousin watches. <laughs> okay, so how long were you at uh, Steve's? You've worked at like uh, pretty I, much. I would come. I would come in at night a lot. Oh, okay, uh, but I worked on a couple projects, Reebok commercial. I don't know if you were there for that. No, I never worked there. I mean, you worked at pretty much every shop. I think right. Yeah, well, I was on Godzilla, and they pissed me off because they promised me going on set. That's why. I, oh, that's why I left uh, Canums to go work on uh, Godzilla, American crap, uh, mm-hmm. with Gino. Though I was honored to work under Gino, and uh, uh, they promised me I'd go on set and puppeteer and do all this stuff. And then they go, "You're going to work with uh, laying on costume and wipe the sweat out of all these heads." I'm like, the fuck I am. <laughs> so I, and then I called Steve, and then. Uh, What's that big fucker? Uh, I don't like him too much either, but uh, gay, uh, uh, Jake Garber. Yeah, he's kind of been a nuisance to me. He's a cool dude just here and there, but uh, I think he called Steve and, and uh, you know, somehow told him not to hire me or something, but I still got hired. <laughs> and uh, so I'm paying all kinds of shit over there. And then from Steve's, uh, good question. Uh, just kind of spectral after yeah. Steve's? Yeah. no i went to uh back to canums i think and i was working for whatever you know the uh, uh whatever they called the audience uh, captive audience right and i worked in a row i worked on uh on uh no uh oh, what's that uh it's all digital uh scary movie uh hmm. with vampires and werewolves and bats and oh uh, under <laughs> underworld not quite underworld. It was uh, before that, but it was kind of goofy. But it's a big movie. Um, I can't think of it. Shit, I'll think of it again later. Okay. Uh, then we, yeah, it had the Frankenstein with a fat Frankenstein. It had a werewolf that was all digital. Hmm. And oh god, uh, I'll, I'll think of it again. Uh, but then, uh, then after that, I worked on uh, Passion of the Christ. Still there. Oh and wow, you worked it's on like that. a whirlwind thing. I did. There was something else I worked on there. Three, like three shows in a row. Then I was getting calls from everywhere. Hey, can you come over here? Come over there. And, uh, you know, I worked at Hanson briefly, briefly. Mm-hmm. You know, painted a, a lemon head, like the candy that was mechanical. And <laughs> a bunch of goofy. Like, we haven't even delved into the goofy crap I painted. But uh, <laughs> there's tons of this stuff. And, uh, yeah, in my later years, like I said, uh, I used to do stuff with Andy Clement, painting some cool stuff. Mm. Oh, I went back to Canby, or I went to Canby officially and did uh, about damn near 90 pieces of uh, Killer Croc for uh, Suicide, what is it, Suicide Squad. And, uh, oh, wow. 
Yeah, McCarty helped me. Mike McCarty, uh, brilliant guy, uh, helped me uh, paint a ton of these things later. I painted like I painted on uh, Killer Croc for uh, like four months. Wow. And then some. And then they go, ah, Terry Jones, the supervisor, said, ah, we like your style or whatever. And he goes, you want to stay on? And I did. So I worked a couple of years on uh, Walking Dead and a bunch of stuff in between because they always get little shows. Right. Like Sal or whatever. Or uh, I think I worked on some Transformer stuff. Yeah, you've worked on you've worked on everything. I, one thing you, you didn't mention was uh, uh, Spectral. You were at a long time. You were there the whole time I was there. I think. Yeah, that was my earliest grab. I got on because while I was at uh, Captive Audience, Steve Wang, oh thank God, called me and said, "I want you on Hellboy, Hellboy, this movie Hellboy." Oh, you started at Spectral on the first Hellboy. On Hellboy, yeah. Okay, because I was at Rick's on Hellboy one. Yeah, you were doing all the the fist and all that cool right. stuff. <laughs> but uh, no, that I sounded like I I hear stories about Hellboy One at at uh, Spectral was crazy. Like so, the shop was so crowded that people couldn't even like. I turned to the Japanese because my desk was like a school sized desk, like mm-hmm. a school uh, student's desk, <laughs> and I built shelves going like four feet high. I'm by Tom Tom Plouts. And on one side, I got Dan, uh, Don uh, uh, Lansing on the other. Uh, Don, Don hammer me. <laughs> well, well uh, let me get back. Steve graciously said, I, I want you on, involved in uh, Hellboy. <laughs> and I go, okay, uh, let me know when it's on. And it couldn't have been better timing. Right after uh, Captive Audience, those three shows I worked on, uh, I went to, uh, right to Spectral. I met Mike Elizaldi. We had never met, but I worked. And... Uh, and then I remember a, a few days that uh, like Don was joking around. Oh, this guy's cool as shit. He's still cool, but he was joking, and I gave him a, a load back. I don't think he expected. Calling me like Uncle Fester. I don't care. Oh, no, that's been, right. I remember that. I've been bald all my damn life. So uh, I'm all whatever, Chris Farley, and that just <laughs> bent him over backwards. He did, couldn't take it. I remember and that. Weeks of joking around together, and and he's all. Tim, can I speak to you outside? And I go out there. I and he goes, I don't want to get you fired. And I go, Well, Steve brought me on personally. And he goes, Yeah, but I know Steve real good. And uh, you know, and I'm all right, well, I won't talk to you anymore. I'm sorry. And then <laughs> next thing you know, we're joking around again. <laughs> it just went on, he would get his feelings hurt, and it just went back and forth. And that's when I brought the pot pies to uh Spectral. Uh chicken Pot pies, the best are made down here in, in San Diego, the San Diego chicken pie shop. And they're like just the, the best little, they're made by old grannies. And uh, it's like kind of like a, like a, it looks like hospital food, but it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Served on those weird plastic plates and bowls, you know? Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And I worked on that and then uh, I dabbled around. I can't, man. Uh, the, the rest was like here and there. Um, well, I, so, we worked on a, a ton of stuff at Spectral together, though. We worked on Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah. And uh, yeah. a couple of Fantastic Four things. That's and right. uh, X-Men. X-Men. Then we had the little apparition things. And then. Yeah. Stuff. All kinds of yeah. shit. Five years, I think. You worked on tons of crap. Uh, 
And then I sadly can't remember who sculpted stuff. I, you know, I, I burn you. <laughs> sadly, I don't mean to. Oh, mountains of madness. Nobody's seen that stuff. Oh Ooh. man, yeah that that I, I that was that that would have been that was hopefully that hopefully that will eventually get made now that he's got <clears throat> you know an clout. Oscar. Yeah. Yep. All that clout's next thanks to me. No, I'm just joking. That's right. <laughs> well, you're actually in. Hellboy too. I don't know if people, not everybody knows that, but uh, oh. what's, what's your, you actually had a line in Hellboy too. What's your, what was your line? There's a scene where uh Hellboy and uh chick and uh, uh, Abe Sapien and the other guy, the uh, goggly guy from Germany. Uh, mm-hmm. He, uh, he, they all are looking at uh, the bag lady troll. And uh, I come walking down the street at some point and I go, Hey, are you Hellboy? <laughs> Yeah, I'm Hellboy. You're ugly, man. And, we, and the guy behind me, we both throw beer cans at his feet. <laughs> okay, so everybody listening, yeah. go watch Hellboy 2 and you'll see Tim Gore. That's him. That's- hey, are you Hellboy? He goes, yeah, I'm Hellboy. You're ugly, man. <laughs> there you go. It's kind of perfect for you to... Per, per, very Tim <laughs> Gore line, actually. Uh, kind of perfect. Well, um, he was trying to get me to be a hot dog vendor, a butcher, all these other crap. <laughs> yeah, because you were, you were on set in Prague, right? Uh, in uh, Budapest, oh, yeah. Oh, Budapest, right. Yeah, for eight long fucking months. Are you serious? <laughs> eight months? Yeah, dude. What was that like? Well, well, let me preface that by saying they sent me over there. Guillermo's over, over there, and uh, I took a couple, uh, like, base uh, uh, paint masters over there for the... Uh, the elves or whatever they're called, the uh, whatever the troll, elf uh, tr- got troll market or yeah, no for uh, the prince, uh, the white people, uh, Nuada and all those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah prince Nuada, they were like elf, elven. Right. Yeah, shit. yeah. You're right. You're right. And, uh, so I brought him, and uh, uh, I think I brought a, a Hellboy face and one other. I brought like three little faces over there mm-hmm. for uh, like a lighting test all the way in fucking Budapest. So I fly there. It's like two days to get there, damn near, and then do it. And then I sat in my hotel room after that, ate dinner, and flew home the next morning <laughs> after I rang up at a tab in the bar because I didn't know uh, the exchange rate. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm buying like big groups of people. I'm all, Yahoo! and uh, yeah. Wow. So I flew home broke, and uh, lucky uh, there was free peanuts. But uh, <laughs> I, heard, I heard that. Not- I heard that somebody. I don't want to say who, but someone I heard someone went and worked on Lord of the Rings and they thought, oh, I'm going to come back to the States with all kinds of money. And because of the exchange rate, they came back and they were just broke. <laughs> that happened to me in, in, when I was younger. It happened to me uh, in Canada so many times. Really? That idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I was on a movie with uh, Mark Hamill, Brian James from uh, uh, what's that biggie he's in? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, with uh, oh god, Blade Runner. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Brian James. I I killed that guy. Uh, anyways, I went I went to Canada thinking, yeah, I'm making a ton of money, and then you know the exchange rate and they burned me. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So anyway, I, eight, I, eight, eight months in eight months in uh, Budapest. Yeah, yeah, I had like a girlfriend. Well, I I went there the one time and came back. I'm all you know, jet lagged. And then a couple of days later, they sent me for a week to uh, interview help and check out our facilities. They sent me because I had already been there. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm there for a week. I get a girlfriend already. <laughs> and then I come back. And then about a week later, I fly there for eight months. So I, I was there and back, there and back, and then there. Oh, my God. Months. That's crazy. Yeah. How'd, you Dude, like, how'd you like it out I, there? I hated it at first. <laughs> fuck yeah. I, fuck this shit. Where's Coors Light? <laughs> so I find a local brand of beer and glommed onto that. Gray hurt. Comes in a nice green can. I like it. And because uh, skunky's not necessarily skunky in Europe. Right. So I like that. And then, uh, yeah, I, my mom came out with my neighbor couple and then uh, a, a friend couple. Not my friend anymore. But so me and him, they come out. We all rage out at bars till two. You know, it's the first night out they had in Budapest, and everybody goes home. And my friend, uh, Ted, comes knocking on the door. I want to go to a strip club. I'm all, no, man, it's blacklisted off of what we can do. Mm. Come on, I'm all, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we go. We're on a little tram. We bump into this guy that I know from TGI Fridays in the mall. This is a Hungarian mall. And it's just like ours. So, uh uh, we get on this trolley and he takes us to a place and we go in there. Long story short, we're only there like 40 minutes. Somehow I'm dancing with the girls. My elbow hits a mirror. I break a mirror. Oh, we're no. leaving, pay our tab. And I th- plunk down like three or 400 bucks. And I go, that's plenty. We only been here a few minutes. You know, we want a thousand. And I'm like, whatever. So we're like walking up these stairs cause everything's down in the, in the bottom of the street. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, down below, and we're walking up, and the bouncer grabs my buddy's face, like just full face, like a like the thing. And it, <laughs> so I'm like, don't grab his face, and I popped the dude. Next thing you know, like eight Hungarian like muscle men come out of the, the fucking door that I didn't know, I didn't never see. And then we're scrapping with these guys. I'm they're throwing chairs at me. I threw a guy into a plant that broke some other mirrors. Dirt. <laughs> everywhere fucking dirt and we the police get there we're handcuffed taken to jail oh my god yeah so you know oh no you're only here for uh you know uh for questioning and so that was like all day the next day and into the night did you get in trouble with production well luckily i talked to kyle that was in my he's like the weird go-to for things that you're scared to do but it works out (laughs) in a so they hooked me up. I, I well, I came out, and then Kyle's telling me, "Don't tell Mike Elizaldi that this happened." I'm on. No, I gotta tell him because if he hears it later, I'm gonna be fucked. Right. So I call up Mike. I'm in the car going home from the jail, and I go, "Hey, Mike, uh, I had a little running at this club. I call it a club. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a dispute about my bill, and we got into a brawl, and I'm in jail, or I just got out of jail." So I just wanted you to know, you know, what happened so you don't hear it secondhand. So, oh, did you get Bubba? <laughs> I'm all Bubba. And he goes, I guess it, over here it's called Gabord. I'm all, no, I ain't get, no. He meant ass fuck. And uh, <laughs> so I'm like, nah, nah, everything's cool. <laughs> so everything kind of went on as usual till I got the papers from the court later. And uh, they said I was guilty for breaking shit and all this. And over there, you pay money and you deal with the court. But one one uh, essential part is you have to go back to where you violated and uh, apologize uh, 
profusely. So I had to go back with my little uh, Hungarian lawyer. He was really good and uh, apologized to the lady and stuff. And it was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and I was staying in this place where they opened all my mail no matter what. And they saw court papers. So they opened all my mail from the court previous to me seeing it. And they come up. And the lady came up and ding dong. I think this is pretty serious. You better read it. And I'm like, why is my mail open? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a wow. wild wow crazy yeah. wild time so eight months that, that little, uh, and then i uh yeah my career over at spectro i've worked there since here and there but uh was basically about 14 years wow 14 years from start to that yeah crazy crazy so but, uh really slow at some point and i i bailed out i missed an opportunity for uh men in black three which I really wish I was kind of on. They called me, but yeah, being I, loyal, like I couldn't. You know? I got called to work on that too, but I couldn't because I had the other the art stuff happening. But that would have yeah. been a fun one. Yeah, it's the last raw. But I worked with him on Werewolf or Wolfman later. Oh, for Rick. Small... Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. It was like I don't know if they were. Yeah, they were reshooting extra footage. It was a long run. I was there like three and a half months. You know. Wow. So that was cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm privileged that I worked at oh, damn near every yeah uh, thing shop around, and uh, you know, they, big and small, they're all sort of the same, but you know, different politics. Yeah, no, you're definitely you're like the go-to paint guy. I mean, how, oh. how did how did you end up? Um, yeah, I mean, you're you're very you're very meticulous and organized. You're really good about, I mean, you like, you run your paint department very well and you know what you're doing. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's crucial. Yeah. Yeah. I'm way too much of a slob to, <laughs> to be, to do that. But, um, uh, how, how did you end up specializing in painting? Because you really kind of know how to do everything. So it's like, yeah, how did you wind up being a painter? I realized early on I could never compete with you, the likes of you, C. Wang, or anybody that I considered near good or really good or badass. And uh, so I, I thought, how am I going to uh, infiltrate trade? And I go, well, painting's really been shitty on a lot of shit I've seen. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, know, you know, the last, you know, in the 80s, it was fuck. So, yeah. Uh, I was really into painting because, you know, doing hobbies with my dad and all that. And I was just uh, uh, headstrong about building tanks or monsters or whatever, making masks. And painting to me always seemed kind of puny. Then I saw, um, what's the cat out of the makeup artist out of uh, Ed French? Uh, oh, yeah. Some of his gelatin heads. And that really, whoa. Yeah, he did some that, great stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. That translucent world. And, uh, yeah, and I made that my focus, and not a lot of people really specialize in paint. And uh, I built a portfolio, and uh, I worked at Disney Imagineering, which was a letdown. I thought that was going to be the the cool shit. That was in the early '90s too. Uh, and then I left there. I was just doing fiberglass all my life. Fuck oh, that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, I realized painting was my niche, and and. Uh, People needed it. They yep. didn't know, like a lot of the shop owners, I paint all this shit. And then I'd show them my work, and uh, it started seeping in, like, oh, why don't we have this guy paint? And uh, 
Mike Elizalde, I got to say, was really good about that. Uh, I was doing eyes on Samel and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Well, JD was doing the new, uh, you know, dilating uh, pupil. And, but, uh, you know, I, one of my things all my life or all the time in this business or, or preceding the business is I made a, a conscious effort to know materials like really good. Yeah. And um, I think that's you have to know that till you know to know anything further like what works with what what i mean i had to paint some stuff uh at steve's i think uh uh, the mystery men uh oh no that was at canham uh we had to paint uh their uniforms and it was all uh neoprene so you know i figured out over the years to paint a a difficult surface you have to find a glue that will glue that surface right and then glue you get a reducer for the glue and then you learn how to pigment it and that's basically the formula for anything hmm. you know, whether it's a wooden wall in your house or drywall you're gonna find yeah. what real gears and it's all that you know, boring uh home depot talk but uh, that's where it really uh fulcrum's from and uh so i i i, I noticed a lot of guys weren't painting shit good and uh, i just kind of wedged in there and uh you know stan winston i i we didn't even touch on that. I worked at stands after Animal Makers. I worked on uh, Jurassic Two and this and that. Oh wow! But on on uh, 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 Island of Doctor Moreau, they they had me just casting uh, blank bodies and shit. Mm-hmm. And I Scott's daughter I had met at uh, uh, Mike Burnett's years years past. Oh yeah, and he Scott's was a, awesome. Yeah, incredible. He's he was a key artist at Stan. And I go, Scotty, I know you don't know me that well, but you remember me from from uh you know uh, uh mike's and uh, i go can you look through my portfolio and see if i can i can't just be here uh, casting polyfoam uh i'm i'm more useful than that i can mm-hmm. paint you know pretty good and he looked through my and he goes ah you know he looked through it and he was happy and uh he said well i got uh a hyena man and i'm doing uh 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 buffalo man or whatever he was called i can't remember now mm-hmm. uh and he goes i can't do all of it by myself so yeah come on board now next day i'm doing uh, painting and, and the day before i was like hey uh paul Mahias. i go hey paul how do i uh get into painting and he he laughed like wholeheartedly laughed going there's people that have worked here years and years that have never touched paint <laughs> and i'm like oh fuck and then it happened that I talked to Scotty, thank God. Yeah. And the next day he comes by and he goes, whoa, what are you doing? I'm, I'm painting. You know? <laughs> that really gave me some clout. Oh, you painted at Stan Winston's? Right. Yeah. That's really, the, you know, the wheels that got me going on that a, a, a lot. Right, right. Yeah, because yeah, there's not, I mean, there's not a ton of painters in the business, really. That was, that always seems like it was, to, in, in my it's experience, always- it seemed like it was always hard to find a good painter because all the painters were working. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, wow, he's him and uh, Wang has his specialties. Mm-hmm. They all do. And yeah. Blau, like you want real, you got it. You know, uh, right. I, I treasure all these guys, Bill Basso back in the day. I mean, uh, Joey Orozco, you, all these guys just got a knack for the, the cool shit. And then there's not a lot of guys that, or in the business, I mean, that's a handful, really. Right. When you think of all the stuff being made. Right, right. 
So, and nowadays there's a lot of automotive shit with the superheroes and, uh, you know, new materials, but nobody spends the time to really know them. Right. Yeah. That's why Blauchuk's like, when you're getting into that stuff, I just go to him. Even if I think I know, I go to him. Oh yeah. He's like, he was the, I met Steve Wauchuk as he was like the sand sanding master. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. He was sand. What was he sanding? It was some suit, some like, Oh, Oh, X-Men that was, was, or something. Uh, was that Tron? No, I don't, I don't think I worked. Tron. No, I was not that Tron. Was, that was a failure. I think it was a uh, sapien. We were trying to make him skinny and stuff. Maybe. And his whole, yeah, but you guys were like sanding and sanding. To, you were making yep. par- smooth parts for a suit. Yep. I remember, and it was like What's Mike. Mike would Mike would do. I mean, people don't realize when they go to see a movie how much work is put into this stuff. Well, he, Mike does more than anybody will. Right? He would. Hey, I couldn't he, believe it. He would just go layers and layers of polishing, and then he'd yeah. see, somehow he'd see these little tiny little dips in yeah. the smooth surface. Go back with the putty. And sand it yep. some more. It was just like oh, really man. impressive. No, you know he he was a, a a big influence to me early on when we first were working on a crap movie slaughterhouse <laughs> because I wanted to go in the garage. We're gonna sculpt, mold, cast, paint tonight. You know mm-hmm. that guy. I want to go home with some. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, well, I'm leaving the sculpt half done. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> And over the years, I'm like, yeah, you're right, man. And next morning, you look at it, and you're like, oh, fuck. I would have been sorry. But I did break the, that little rule or whatever. And, uh, make, you know, I molded, cast, uh, painted some shit overnight, and it was just garbage. Right. And then, oh, he's yeah. right. But he's older than me, so I can call it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a patient guy, apparently. Yeah. He's got but the patience. But I got the monsters. He's got the automotive right <laughs> so what i mean what do you got what's going on for you now i mean what what the whole well you know the industry really god it's gone through such changes and it kind of took this major shit and it's like yeah. it seemed well, like it fell apart but then it's it's had this resurgence again with a newer generation and yeah a lot of the a lot of us old guys have kind of gotten out of it so i mean what do you where are you at now well uh, you know, uh, I got a Patreon, but that I've neglected. So oh, I'm, you do? Yeah, it's uh, uh, Tim Gore Art, I believe. Oh, if I didn't, if if I knew, if I know about it, then I'm sure. I'm well, I've neglected but... the poor thing, and I'm gonna make it up to all the patrons that are still on there. What's it called um, again? Um, oh, God, uh, I'll get that back to you. Okay. Yeah, we'll put it. We'll put all your links in the description of the podcast. Yeah, it's, uh, I believe it's Tim Gore Art. Okay. Or I think it's Tim Gore Art. Mike. Oh, and thank you for introducing me to Mike because he's been a godsend. And uh, I'm doing your dice, by the way. Oh, excellent uh, for that. For yeah. The, for the Mysterion. Cool. You know, oh yes, uh, I'm joining your Patreon right now. Sinatra once said, "A lady doesn't blow on another man's dice." <laughs> Yes, these are the Mysterion dice, Mysterion dice. That, yeah, that, yeah. Well, I had to uh, to to engrave them. I had to cat re remold them and cast them in a, a, all the same material. Uh huh. So I could grind it out because uh, it if I puttied it, it the material of casting would it would uh, dremel at uh, different uh, 
you know, backer because the plastic's one thing and the, the epoxy putty's harder. Right, harder. right. So I had to do that. So, but I we're d- in progress. Cool. I just joined your Patreon. Oh, thanks. Yeah, sadly, uh, I've been lackluster. I'm going to start with uh, some slideshows. You you uh, got so much to offer, man. I mean, seriously, I, you you ha- you could be uh, making you could be making big money on here. You you have you have so much experience. People would, I'm telling you, you just got to promote it. And so, yeah, no, and I like I said, I was lackluster. I got a big job right the the day I launched it was the day I got hired up in L.A. for a miniature project. The, some California state bullshit and uh uh you know and I couldn't maintenance it really uh for uh, a month because right. we were working every day of the week uh 12 plus hours a day so I was just taken away for a month and a half and uh yeah I'm just now getting back to it and it's lame I'm gonna try to make it up to some people just yeah just Give them free month here and there, you know, or whatever. Yeah, just start, just start posting, man. You you've got so much to offer. I, I mean, I I actually I, I support it. I support a lot of um, Patreon pages just of friends of mine, artists that I want to help out. But I mean, I would really look forward to seeing your Patreon because oh, I, I know I what you, I love what you do. I know what you know. I know how much stuff you know. So I mean, it would be really a, a valuable anybody interested in this stuff you have to go and, and check it out it, it just populate it with stuff because i know you got a a ton you've got a ton you even if you just even if even if you know it's like posting stuff that you worked on on movies people love that stuff well that's uh kind of my initial plan just to get the ball rolling is uh put up a couple uh images and speak about it yep. tell stories and say how i did it or you know totally. what was involved materials and uh you're, you're, I'm telling, I'm telling you, man. You, you were made, you were made for a, a, a TV show. But it, since, since a TV show is not happening, uh, Patreon is perfect. You make videos and 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 just be yourself. People will love it. People will love it. I'm telling you. Ah, nice. Thank you. That means yeah. a lot. Seriously. And, yeah, and you've and you've just you've got you've done so. Much. I mean, your portfolio's got to be incredible. You've done. So, I mean, you've worked on everything. <laughs> I remember I had worked on a bunch of stuff. Then I came back to San Diego in between jobs and laying on my mom's couch. And, uh, I took a job, uh, with Apple one or whatever. One of those, uh, you know, uh, uh, temporary companies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know, I'm in this warehouse cleaning old rented, uh, medical equipment. Ah. (laughs) After, (laughs) after all the, everything you've done. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. That was a million years ago, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, know? I know. I mean, it's an honest living, but I mean, you've, you've earned. <laughs> it was a gross living. Let me tell you. <laughs> you, you've oh. earned, you've earned a better job than that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, you know what? What? No, oh, go ahead. You got to know everybody's level. You know, to to know and respect everybody. I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what, guy cleaning the cleaning the toilets. Oh or whatever. no! I mean, I I have full appreciation for. Yeah, I'm sure you do. You know, yeah. garbage men and people that do all the shit we don't want to do. It's like I'm very grateful for yeah. everybody who does anything. Really, you know, oh, it's like you rented uh, a wheelchair, crutches, the oxygen, or uh, any other weird contraption. 
I cleaned it. Okay. <laughs> that must have been a gross job at times, I imagine. Holy Lord, man. Talk about <laughs> fucking COVID virus. <laughs> I had all of them. That's why I don't have it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, right. I mean, I, I really hope you you keep up with the Patreon because, like, I, like I said, oh, no. I, I'm excited. I'm excited at, at what what you 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 could you you don't realize how much money you could make on there just because of who you are and what you know. Yeah, I gotta get on the ball. You could be making what you were making in effects is how much you could be making. I'm telling you. Well, it's just about uh, uh, being uh, discerning and uh, knowing how to appropriate your time, and uh, you know. Yeah. Through, through this times right here, I'm uh, misguided a bit by my own uh, problem or yeah. whatever. You know, I just get sidetracked easy. Oh, the dog, you know, he's been in the bed and then I'm worried about him. Yeah. So, you know, you know, the problems everybody has. Yeah. And it, it side sidetracks your uh, focus. And uh, I'm really because I appreciate so much Mike's time involved. Uh, and you just telling me, uh, you know, you got to do this stuff and Mike's time setting it up and I, I, I pay him, I pay, I, I'm trying to pay him even when I'm an idiot and don't do anything. I mm. keep him, you know, a little few bucks and, uh, Mike Wowchuck. No, Mike Carell. Oh, Mike Carell. Yeah. Oh, he's doing your Patreon. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh. As I, because I, I, I can't do it by myself. I'm just too knuckle. Hey, but that's that's fine. That's fine. You know, as long no, as you I, get it done. Yeah, I have no issues throwing him some dollars to tap in here and there. You know, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's really good at this stuff. So he's he's. Uh, oh, he's genius. Yeah. Yeah, he's great at this. So you got a you got a good good dude working for you. So I, I don't know. I'm excited about it. Um, cool. Do do you uh, yeah and when you get it I mean we'll we'll promote it on here and on the in the you know this let me be... do my first real thing on there and then it, it, it's gonna be in a day or two yeah and yeah yeah just let me know I'll totally okay. I'll post it to my page to that's my Instagram awesome. Instagram my Patreon and all that I couldn't ask for more man that's fucking great I just think it's such a great service for for people you know I think people will it, love it, it a couple bucks I I totally. No. I mean, you've been how long? How long have you been in the business? How many years has it been? About thirty-five. It's crazy, man. That's a long time. But he exaggerates sometimes. <laughs> That's what? Nothing. <laughs> no, same as Norman, but he oh. <laughs> he worked on a couple of cooler projects early on than I than I did, and he he jumped right into uh, Rick Baker's. So it's a little uh, more illustrious than yeah, uh, I, I had. Yeah, I had Norman on. I had Norman on the podcast. I had Steve on the yeah. podcast too. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I love those guys. I, gonna, I want to have more effects guys on because we just all you guys. I couldn't imagine a better like a batch of cool dudes to talk to, and that's why uh uh, uh fuck uh Rose uh dying was just uh, sad. What's that? Uh. Oh, Matt, uh, Matt Rose. I yeah, know, Matt. I know. I'm just, yeah, that, because he, he was, he was a to genius. me, at least my interactions with the guy, he was cool as shit. Oh, Matt, Matt Rose is amazing. He was, we had the longest conversation about old toys, you know, mm. that inspired us and stuff, like G.I. Joe Shark and Octopus and all this obscure shit, kind of. And, uh, man, 
that that day I went home and I was just like so happy all the way home and stuff, you know, thinking about all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, he was he was an amazing artist, you know. Well, all you guys that I you know consider like friends, uh, tight friends, mm -hmm. uh, are great. Uh, I mean, I couldn't ask for anything better. You know. Oh, thanks. Oh. Oh uh, no, you're a huge inspiration. That day you're painting out there in the and on the cave, I'm like, why can't I do that? Why don't I do that? <laughs> really? Hey, I, I always I've told this before. I learned a, when I started working with you at Spectral, I learned a lot about painting that what? um Bullshit. I swear to God. I, I I've told you this. I've told I've said it on my podcast I too. I don't believe an ounce of that crap. It's true, man. You don't realize I apply a lot of stuff that I learned in effects to um to uh my my fine art stuff and and stuff like color theory and the, I I specifically remember one thing I learned from you that I use to this day and it was the first time I ever really thought about it. And it was like I forget, I think it was maybe on the um, uh, the thing suit for for Fantastic Four I, maybe maybe it was something else but there was like a spot or something you had to cover up and you yeah. with paint and you did it by using the complementary color like the opposite color in order to, to to make the color beneath it go away and I yeah. was and that was like kind of wow that that was like a totally. Uh like a, a turning point for me as like a, an effects Sadly, painter. I don't remember, but it was probably I, just on the fly. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. But it was just like this basic, simple thing that I'd never, that had never occurred to me. And it's like, it's still something that I'll, I, it's a, it's something that uh, I use in my painting uh, today. So. Thank you. I mean, that's. Yeah. It's, it's you're, you're, well, like uh, when, when I, me and uh, Neil painted all those uh, slee stack things, we did, they're still, they look brand new right now. And I painted all that with SC89 uh, urethane primer oh, and acrylics, dude. They, they're locked on there. You could go walking around in them. The foam's probably tearing up before the paint will. <laughs> so you did acrylic and then you sealed it with SC89? No, I mixed the paint into the uh, little SC89. Are you serious? Fuck yeah. That's crazy. I've never heard then of that before. Dry brush, we take a, and then we just barely put a little SC89. Not the toxic, smelly shit, the water-based stuff. And oh, then we okay, put a little okay. acrylic. Uh, we we put a little uh, eighty-nine in that, and then uh, put paint. You know, so you're putting like twenty percent SC eighty-nine water-based primer mm -hmm. into uh, like an acrylic paint. I mean, it was cheap paint from Michael's. Wow. We're like really dry brushing all day. <laughs> Yeah, that shit's still brand new. Now, like mm -hmm. I, you were, you were always when I worked with you, you were always very. You're so good with materials. It's like you always knew you, and you're always trying new stuff out. That's the other thing that I liked about you as yeah. a, as an artist. You were always trying new things all the time, like really trying to push the art form, basically, and and trying to uh, innovate. So, Little bit, but then no, you you did more than you. Admit. you did more than you admit you're always trying out like new paint stuff you heard about or different automotive paints you know well i, w I only wish uh createx made an oil paint of any sort because there'd be a chedzar uh oil paint all right that's right now <laughs> that's right you have a line of uh createx i don't paints know why too, that's right? not in order already from like uh goombacher or uh <laughs> I, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, you you have a talk about that quickly. 
because we're, we're getting near the end. We're almost, we're like an hour let's, uh, 40, let's, but you have a, a paint line. Yeah, I'm honored to uh, be a part of Createx uh, Colors. And uh, they, you know, the owner, uh, Craig Kennedy, uh, took a chance on me because uh, they primarily were uh, like leaning towards automotive paints, uh, waterborne uh, uh, automotive paints and whatnot. And they've always done textile paint. But uh, here, uh, I asked Craig, my friend Craig uh, Frazier, mm -hmm. another Craig, uh, Vaughn Frazier on Instagram, yep. uh, how do I get my name on paint? Because Drew Blair had his name on a line of acrylics. Oh, yeah. And, uh, He's like a real, said, real, realist, super hyper real airbrush painter. Yeah, that's not, not necessarily the paints. He's got an awesome eye. I mean, Oh yeah, uh, applaud, yeah, for sure. Applaud the droop, but I don't see the, the desire. I don't have the desire to recreate a photograph that already exists. Yeah, um, that's that's a different trip, though. You know, everybody has yeah, their own. Yeah, a lot of people I know. I can copy any drawing or any picture. Okay, that's interesting that you can do that, but it's more of a mechanical endeavor than uh, creative. Right. So, you know, I I don't know. I don't mean to be all you know. I'm with you. I, I mean, I appreciate, I totally appreciate it. I'm just, you know, I'm all about the monsters and the fantasy. So he, he made a line of paints called the illustration line and they're great. It's like every pal, every, uh, color on the palette, mm -hmm. the main palette between oils and art. And, right. uh, then I took some of those and just made a, you know, a muddier, uh, rack. Yeah. Your but colors they, are great. I they still them. are. I rent over white, you know, there's still elements that they, they work, uh, normally. Mm -hmm. Um, and for a while I heard he was, uh, mad about that, you know, Oh, but it's because I promoted a lot or people like it or whatever. I promoted a lot. Yeah. When I can't, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, grateful for that whole opportunity. Then I came out with lifeline cause I had bloodline. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, no, I, you know, Createx took a gamble on me with FX paint cause he didn't really know what the fuck that meant. Right. And, uh, I showed him and Craig, uh, Frazier being involved with me at like monster paloozas and stuff probably was a bug in his ear going, Oh fuck. Yeah. This is the way to go. Right. And here we are. We're like, you know, people all over the world use it. I know. And Createx formulated. It's not my formula. It's just my color palette, but right. you know, it's a great color day, palette. It, it works. Yeah. No, it's, it's a great color palette. No, so and then I'm I, they call, I'm sponsored by uh, Iwata. I only hit them up once a year, really. That's but, amazing, uh, though. Yeah, Iwata yeah. makes the best airbrushes. Oh God, God, God said it. Yeah, they <laughs> they are the best. I mean, you can get you know anything Grex or any of that. Yeah, they work for a little while, but Iwata's the the, the I got, real. I yeah, I started using an Iwata Eclipse on the blob. That was the first time because I, I was like oh. in ha high school, Pache, you know, that's and, and, and then I got on the blob and I was like, I got an Iwata Eclipse. I was like, oh, my God. And then I learned how to take it apart. You remember when you first take it apart, yep. you're yeah. afraid to mess it up. And it's like, you know, after you're an old pro and you're just like, Whoosh. yeah. You know, take it apart like like a soldier can take his gun apart and every little oh, piece. I and have blindfolded shit. Any <laughs> I remember when you when you painted every you painted all of our airbrushes. Oh yeah! <laughs> remember you painted the cups like hot rods and stuff. Yeah, that was awesome. And then I loaned and then I loaned my airbrush to 
Eric Scotus, and then he cleaned all my paint off. He like cleaned it, and then he like wiped all the paint off that you'd done. Bastard. <laughs> Eric, he's cool. Yeah, he's totally he's a, cool. Yeah, I, he's a dumb. He's cool. He's, he's he's great. I love him. That's well, why he's a drummer. <laughs> hey, my kid's a drummer. <laughs> I'm joking. I love drummers. I mean, I love drums. Drums are awesome. Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that recently. Again. Awesome. It's a classic. So, uh, all right. So, do you, do you have anything you want to promote aside from your Patreon before before we go? Before well, I let you go. It's a, a Patreon. I've been lackluster uh, for posting, but uh, I'm on it again. We're gonna do a thing. Uh, more like uh, be a part of Team Gore, which sounds like kind of goofy, but you know, uh, I got these stickers that are cool, and Team Gore just you know represents people interested in things I offer and and that, and they maybe they can use them for success later. And uh, I, I'm all about helping people. Yeah. Um, I answer every goddamn uh message, like it or not. You know. <laughs> What's your Instagram? My- you wanted to re- reply but i'm sorry but i do uh reply to everybody and uh you know by bloodline there's a lifeline of uh line of flesh tones and uh i mean all all of createx products are great and uh follow chet he's, he's the man <laughs> thanks what's your uh what's your instagram my instagram is tgore art it looks T-Gore like t-fart <laughs> it looks like what t-fart with the F A R T. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have my dentures in. I'm. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I don't yeah. have hair. I got a PI, and I got no dentures. <laughs> man, it was great talking to you. That was really oh, yeah, enjoyable. Man. People I, are gonna would, love it. Let's do it again. For sure, I'd love to have you on. I know there's a lot of stories you didn't cover because you got a million <laughs> stories. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna hit you back up to come on sometime. I'm like I'm like uh, El Duce, but of the art world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotta get a picture. Hold on, I, I have to. I have to. I gotta oh, do. My a... eye, Hawkeye. Here, do uh, that. Do that. Do your crazy look again. <laughs> All right, that's going on the Dark Art Society Patreon. <laughs> God, they're gonna go. What the fuck is that? How, what happened? So, Just say El Duce stopped by. <laughs> Well, from the uh, grave. Th- th- uh, yeah, everybody follow. I'll put all your links and stuff in the in the body of the 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 text of the podcast. But everyone follow. Uh, you said Tigor Art. Yeah, Tigor Art on Instagram, and I think Tim Gore Art on uh, Facebook. Cool. Oh no, it's just Tim Gore on Facebook. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not so much on Facebook. Yeah. No, you're a you're an Instagram guy. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was super fun. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, uh, appreciate you supporting the podcast. If you want to join the dark art society podcast, it's patreon.com slash dark art society. And you can join for, uh, only a dollar and you get the podcast a day early. And we do the Friday night art jams on zoom now. And we have the fake secret Facebook group, blah, 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 blah. You've heard me say it all before. So, Um, but thank you everybody like share support, you know, tell people about this. This podcast is still super, super grassroots and we don't advertise. So it's all word of mouth. So if you can spread the word, that would be great. Um, yeah. Thanks again, Tim, for coming on. 
That was very entertaining, like I knew it was going to be. <laughs> and again, like I said, we're going to have you on again. Um, don't hang up, though. Uh, I'm going to. I won't. I'll stop the recording. But thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Tim. Say goodbye to everybody, Tim. Hey, guys. Uh, glad to speak with you or glad to talk to you and uh, follow Chet no matter what. That's what I did. <laughs> and uh, I'm great now. <laughs> but, uh, All right. Thanks. Goodbye, well, everybody. Uh, through the scourge okay yes and uh cool bye-bye goodbye everybody